Told you we'd be back. Mile High Magazine, Sunday morning here. I am Murphy Houston. And joining me now is Dr. Jeff McWhorter, a chiropractor and neurological expert. Uh, and uh, Dr. McWhorter, I can call him Jeff because we've talked before, was on with us on Mile High Magazine when I got the golf ball in the head back, gosh, it's almost November already, Jeff. I think I'm doing okay, though. Good. Glad to hear it, Murph. We had a long talk about it. I think you put me in a good place. And that's kind of why you're back now, because today we're going to talk about neurofeedback and biofeedback. This will be interesting. First, let's, I guess, start with neurofeedback. How can help your mental health and what it really is. Yeah, so neurofeedback is a non-invasive approach to addressing aspects of neurological function as it pertains mainly to things like your emotional uh, regulation or how you express your emotions has an impact on your cognitive function and your attention spans as well as your memory capacity. And then it gravely impacts your quality of sleep as well. And sleep, as we know, is extremely important for how well the, the brain is able to function and recover after a long day of being in use. And so neurofeedback starts with us taking a qualitative electroencephalogram, also known as a brain map, where we look at how brainwave activities are taking place in 19 different points of the brain, as well as how efficient or inefficient the communication between those points of the brain are taking place. We then can compare that data to an international database of individuals of the same age, gender, and dominant side of their brain and look at uh, how you compare as far as it goes to where it should be for uh, that international database, as well as what your brain's capable of doing versus what it's actually doing. And off of the aspect of how many standard deviations, either too active or underactive those areas are, that's what helps my team specifically uh, cater a treatment plan that's aimed at correcting those deficits or standard deviations to bring us into a more quote-unquote normalcy standpoint of brainwave activity and communication. And the end result is a long-standing, if not permanent, impact to how we experience things like anxiety, depression, PTSD, insomnia, ADD, ADHD, and trauma. And uh, the good news is that most of our clients, after they've finished their treatment plan, uh, the last part of that treatment plan is segueing into medication management and an effort to wean them off of their pharmacology, considering that neurofeedback results in a physiological change taking place in the brain that addresses the root cause of those emotional distresses versus masking the symptoms like perhaps your your daily antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication may wow. do. That's huge. So, uh, who's a candidate for this kind of effectiveness work that you do over there, Jeff? And how do you know if you might be a candidate? How do you know we need this kind of work? Well, you know, I think since the pandemic, definitely, I think we've seen a general rise in mental health issues, whether that's anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, et cetera. Um, and so... You know, the age range is really, we, our youngest patients typically start out around four or five years of age as Whoa. long as they can follow instructions and and situate themselves to follow instructions for about 20, 30 minutes, 15 minutes at a time. And, uh, and it goes all the way up to, you know, my oldest patients in their late 90s. 
So, you know, any patient that's at, uh, that is uh, striving to either address aspects of, you know, we're having concentration deficits, we're having emotional dysregulation or distress, like the anxiety patient, the depressive patient, behavioral issues and youth during the developmental years are great for it. Autism does very well with this modality. And then on the other spectrum, we have the aspect of performance enhancement, how efficient we want our brain to communicate. So that could be anybody from the CEO in the boardroom to the the college student wanting to excel in their academia to the pro athlete wanting to handle the stresses of getting on the field a little bit better and that pregame anxiety or jitters. And then in the other aspect of treatment in our older age categories, we have patients that come in and utilize neurofeedback as a means of helping improve efficiency and, and really turn on, so to speak, parts of the brain that maybe they don't use so much since their retirement to preserve or, or negate some of the degenerative changes that happen later in life from our neurological standpoint. So it really has a wide array I of guess. individuals. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're everywhere. Well, it's just about everybody because I think – most all of us have problems. My, my biggest thing would be sleep. I'm a horrible sleeper. And for years, I was doing yeah. the morning show. I'd get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to be here. And then I'd, I'd have a tough time going to sleep at night. And I know that's probably cost me, right, uh, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, sleep is can primarily controlled by your delta wave in the brain. And that's what a lot of our patients, especially like our head trauma patients, that sleep becomes so much more vital for the recovery of the brain after a, an injury or damage to that tissue. So, you know, I personally, I can relate with you. I'm a terrible sleeper, and I've been patient zero of neurofeedback in my clinic for about the last nine years. And so, you know, I, I've definitely personally seen dramatic improvement to my sleep quality, and that's one area that definitely responds very favorably to this modality. I should come and see you. I think I'll be a good patient sure. for you. Of course. Seriously. So let's switch from neurofeedback to biofeedback. I have no clue what that is. What's it used for? And I'm sure a lot of folks listening now feel the same way. Yeah, so biofeedback and neurofeedback are very synergistic of one another. And our clinic's unique in the sense that it's one of the only facilities that offers both under one roof. So biofeedback's going to have a similar impact to brainwave activities and 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 has a more dramatic impact to how the neurological system controls the body. Things like our vitals, our muscle tension, our stress response to different scenarios. And so, for instance, we might have a personal injury case that got in a really bad car accident. Now, every time they get in a car to drive to work, they have a relapse of anxiety or a form of PTSD. So, Biofeedback is a way of mimicking a scenario via visual stimuli that helps us then train how the brain responds to the body's reaction. And so together, those two modalities are often used in conjunction with one another and alternate in their treatment plan. One day you might do neurofeedback, one day you might do biofeedback. And my expert on that is our naturopathic doctor, Dr. Ryan Phillips, who runs that side of the clinic at this point, certified in that modality. But together, those two modalities help us approach the, the effects of abnormal neurological 
emotional distress and how it relates to how the body's actually experiencing that in that moment, whether that's racing heart rate that you can control and increase to your respiration, uh, tightening of your muscle tension, uh, uh, an overall sympathetic stress response that's maybe not the greatest or most comfortable for you. Wow. Do you use the two together, Jeff, neurofeedback and biofeedback? Yeah, like I was saying, it's a uh, it's a synergistic uh, relationship between the two modalities. Neurofeedback is going to have a more uh, significant impact on the actual, say, anxiety, for instance, the emotional component or the, the neurological-based component, whereas biofeedback then helps us when we're in those moments where maybe we're still experiencing that symptom of anxiety control how it has an impact on our body. So the bio aspect of biofeedback is referencing the body. The neuro aspect of neurofeedback is referencing the brain. But together, they cover that chief complaint from all angles, and that tends to result in a greater level of efficacy and treatment, as I've seen throughout my career. Well, busy at it you are. So I'm kind of curious. I was noticing in my new notes that uh, you sent over, you have a physician in your office. Why is that important? And how are they involved with all that you're doing? Well, we have a few physicians. Um, We have a um, psychiatrist, PA, a naturopathic doctor, myself as a chiropractic physician, and, and an MD on staff as our medical director. And What's important to that is that, you know, it is it is an extensive amount of training that goes into adequately utilizing these modalities with success. You definitely want a certified practitioner or a team of practitioners working under a certified practitioner to overview the treatment and make sure that the generalized results are where they should be and as as effective as they can be. And I think you get that level of specificity and effectiveness by having a more elevated credentialed team. So that's why I've employed those individuals into my clinic. But uh, looking at it from a standpoint of not just specifically the modality, but all the other components that go into how the body's functioning, whether that's, excuse me, whether that's through blood testing whether that's through examinations, whether that's through interpretation of different imaging studies or former medical records that help us equate to being as specific as we can in our treatment plan. That's why I utilize physicians and certified technicians in my clinic. And I think that the equipment that's utilized is also extremely important. You definitely want to utilize the top of the line equipment as far as how specific and how qualitative the data that it gathers is because that dictates how effective a practitioner can be while they're treating you as well. So how how long, I suppose everybody's different. This is probably not a silly question, but one that maybe people would like to know. How long does the process take to take care of whatever situations they come to you to be taken care of for? Yeah, so a good rule of thumb is uh, if we think from a mild, moderate, and severe aspect of a case, depending on aspects like how long we've been dealing with the ailment and to what degree subjectively that patient reports experiencing those symptoms as well as what is seen on the data collected in the brain map, we can dictate kind of if they fall in that mild, moderate, or severe category. 
And a rule of thumb is about, for a mild case, it takes around 15 to 20 treatments. For a moderate case, it's usually around 30 to 40 treatments. And for a severe case, it may be upwards of 50-plus treatments, depending on the case. You know, these are patients that have severe PTSD or trauma in their history or have been dealing with insomnia for 30 years-plus kind of thing versus a mild case might be somebody that had a head injury a couple weeks ago or maybe a life stressor that sent them for a loop a month or two ago, and that that would be a quicker fix than the one that's been around for the better part of their life. Um, Treatment appointments tend to be about 45 minutes, and at McWhorter CNR we have several rooms, and the unique thing is you're always paired with the same practitioner, so you do get to build that client-patient or that client-practitioner relationship very well, and I think Good. That trustworthy aspect is extremely important in mental health. Oh, I'm sure it is. Talking with Dr. Jeff McWhorter, chiropractor, neurological expert. Jeff, always good having you on Mile High Magazine. Where can people find you now? Where are you? How do they set up appointments? Yeah, so my main office is at 7000 South Yosemite Street, Suite 260 in Centennial, Colorado, 80121. I'm sorry, 80112. Uh, you can also find us on the web at www.mcwhorter, M-C-W-H-O-R-T-E-R-C-N-R.com. And uh, we can be reached by phone at 720-717-4748, and we're always accepting new patients. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Jeff. You're doing a good job. You're helping a lot of people, and proud to have you on Mile High Magazine again. Appreciate you having me again, Murph. Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate you guys listening. That wraps up my segment now here on Mile High Magazine on every Sunday, and we're glad you're part of it. Have a good week.